Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the first ever super cool, awesome premiere episode of Deliver Us From Pizza. Hello, people. Welcome to Deliver Us From Pizza. I'm your host, Ben Bruner. This is the first episode of this podcast. The Lord laid it on my heart to do this podcast because there are so many things that he shares with me on a daily basis. When I pray and when I read the Bible and when I just spend some time praising him or just spend some time just being quiet and listening. And I felt that it was necessary for me to use my gifts to share these things with you. I'm a podcaster and a journalist. I'm actually just about to graduate from Salisbury University with my bachelor's degree in multimedia journalism. But I'm also a former trivia host. Um, I'm a former trivia host. I say that because I'm now a pizza delivery driver, thus the name of the podcast, Deliver Us From Pizza. I was a delivery driver before, for about 10 years, before I went into hosting trivia. And then now I'm back into delivering pizza because of this pandemic, um, since there's nowhere to really host trivia anymore or to DJ. And it's an interesting place that I'm in because I, I never expected to be... Uh, doing this ever again, but I believe that God has put me in this place to humble me and to uh, to get my attention and to really give me a chance to get over myself and get over um, my my popularity and my my big shot big honcho job and uh, really pay attention to him and what he has to say about me and uh, what he wants what he wants me to do with my life. Um, I don't believe that I ended up here by chance. I mean, you could say, oh, well, it's because of the pandemic. You know, you lost your job, and so now you have to deliver pizza. Um, This was not ultimately what I wanted to do. I I wanted to get away from having to stay inside all the time because I can't stand being at home for days on end without anything to do, and uh, I can't stand not working. So I decided to go into go back into pizza delivery to uh, have something to do and, of course, to make some money to get by. I'm sure I would have been able to get by, um, but I didn't want to be just getting by. I wanted to, you know, have enough money to be comfortable. But um, God really, he really did an amazing thing um, by putting me in the place that I'm in now because um, I wasn't where I was should have been with God. I, I was I really, if anything, I did everything I could to push God away because I believed that whenever something went wrong, it was his fault. And so I kind of rejected God. I really wasn't in a good place. I had a good life, but I really wasn't in a good place. I I was living quite the um, unpleasing in his sight life, let's just say. But I believe that everything happens for a reason, and the reason is usually God's reason. And it's interesting how it happened because uh, when I first came back to pizza delivery, I wasn't interested in God at all. But I ended up training um, another driver uh, because I had been had done it before, and um, someone new applied. And uh, the manager said, "Well, you know, you're the, you're you're one of the best delivery drivers we have right now, so um, go ahead and train this person." And in the process of training them, they brought up God. They said, you know, do you, do you believe in God? And I said, well, yeah, I, do, I believe in God, but I'm definitely not where a person who calls themselves a Christian should be with God. I'm kind of at odds with God right now. I, I'm not happy with the way that he's handled some of the things in my life, and I'm not pleased with where I am now at all. You know, I lost the, the job hosting trivia, which was my what I considered my life's work. 
it, to me, it, it was the ultimate accumulation of everything that I'd worked toward because I wanted to be an entertainer and I wanted to be a journalist and I wanted to do something on TV. And in fact, I was working my way towards that um, when everything just kind of stopped. Um, thankfully, I'm still able to get my degree in um, journalism, but uh, I'm not able to do the things that I was able to do do before. But the, I was very fortunate because the, the college that I went to, we could use use some very nice equipment and we were able to do television quality reports. Uh, but I felt like all that had been taken away from me. And especially at that point, when I when I first came to the job, I felt like God had forsaken me. I really did. And uh, the person said, you know, I understand. I understand. I've, I've been there before. And, you know, we kept talking and the mention came up of, you know, well, I've been in a place where I wasn't right with God. And the person didn't really push it, but they did make it clear to me that they were walking with God and that they were happy with it. And uh, something about that just stuck in my mind like a splinter. And one day I just said, okay, God, you know what? I give up. I'm done running. I, I surrender. You know, I, I, I can't do this. I, I, I've lost everything. In my eyes, I'd lost everything. And so I'm at what I consider to be the beginning. I'm emotionally and spiritually bankrupt. I mean, what I wanted out of life, that's not going to happen now. That's, that's over with. It's gone. And so whatever, you know, I give, I give in. You can take control. And that act of taking that step of letting God take control of my life has made all of the difference. I tell people almost every day, I can't believe where I'm at now. I'm making enough money to get ahead on, my, on the things that I need to get paid off and to get some things done um, personally that needed to get done, such as getting some dental work done. I had some wisdom teeth that were pretty badly um, infected um, because they came in at a very, very odd way. And uh, one of them was about to penetrate my sinuses. So if it had done that, then uh, I could have gotten a very bad infection um, that could have traveled all the way all the way to the brain. So praise God that I was, I was able to uh, come into a um, financial blessing uh, through him that has allowed me to prosper enough to get that done. And um, just a lot of other things have gone have gone so well for me. I'm happier now. Before I could tell people, oh yeah, I'm happy with my life. I got a, I got a dream job. I got a, I, I got a lot of people that love to come out and watch me host trivia. Yeah, everything's great. But again, I, I had those things in my life that um, when things would go wrong, I mean, I would, I would say to God, you know, this is your fault. You're, you, you, you did this to me, and I would blame him for every shortcoming. But the real shortcoming was when I, I got tired of Christianity because I believed that God wasn't doing for me what I wanted him to do. And where I missed the boat was that it shouldn't be about what you want him to do for you, but rather it should be wanting him to do through you what he wants to do. I know that sounds a little complicated, but stay with me. It's not about what we want, because what we want is not always necessarily and usually usually isn't what's good for us. Um, the life that we want to live, the life that we set up is a house of cards. We as, as human beings can either get really lucky and really set up a really nice life for ourselves or just make just such a terrible mess of everything everything to the point where we're flying by the seat of our pants. Wow, I just threw out a lot of cliches there, didn't I? Uh, but it's more about when, see, the way I see it, God is 
the creator of life. He gave us life. So it only makes sense that he knows how we can live our best lives. And living a life that is pleasing to him and living our best lives is actually synonymous. They actually go together. Because I truly believe if you look at the things that, that the life that God God wants you to live, it's the way it's laid out, it's 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 a lot of duh, basically. There's a, it's a duh factor. You look at the things that God defines as sin, and you can find many ways where most likely if you live a life of sin, you're going to end up screwing up your life. You're going to end up making a mess of things. All the things that God wants you to abstain from, to turn away from, are really things that are going to hurt you in the end. And so giving God control of your life not only allows him to do a great work in your life, but it also allows him to reveal to you just how great your life is without those things. Those things are a path of destruction. I mean, for example, jealousy. I have a serious problem with jealousy. I say I, I say I have a problem with it because God gives me the strength and gives me he, he gives me the blessing of, of being able to overcome it. I, I, I can't say, oh, I've overcome jealousy. I can say that God has worked in me to make me a far less jealous person than I was before. I'm also very impatient and God has worked in me to make me a lot less impatient. I'm, I'm much more patient than I was before. And it's amazing because God can do anything in anyone's life. You see, a lot of people, they have this concept that you've got to stop sinning and you've got to be perfect before you can give your life over to God and before you can truly become a Christian. Well, that's not how it works. You could be sitting there listening to me right now, just doing a multitude of things. It doesn't matter what. And if you simply just give your life over to God and you really mean it, you really commit to it, you really seek him, you really desire for him to take control of your life and make it amazing, he'll do it. I mean, God's, as one of my youth pastors used to say, God is a gentleman. He will not force himself on you. He will not make you accept him into your heart. But when you do, and you open up your heart and your life to him, he really will make that difference in your life. In fact, there's a Bible verse that comes right after a verse that a lot of people know. John three seventeen, not 16. Everybody, almost everybody knows John three sixteen. But John three seventeen tells us, more of the story of salvation because John 3:16 tells us how it happened that God sent his son so that instead of just dying and never knowing happiness and or joy or even really life in the afterlife we can live in God's presence forever in the perfect presence of the perfect person who made us but 3:17 it says for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him. Christianity is not about making judgment against yourself and against your life. Sure, God wants you to examine your life and be smart about it and pay attention to what you do, but it's not like he's going to say, well, right now you're living in sin, and so I'm not going to come into your heart. It's the other way around. It's more like you ask Jesus into your heart, and when you truly seek him when you truly want him to do amazing things in your life and you're truly submitted to him and surrendered to him he will give you that fortitude he will give you that resistance to sin because where jesus is 
sin cannot be. Sin is, the devil himself is scared to death of Jesus. Jesus has extreme power over sin. And in fact, we can't overcome sin without him. Sin is more powerful than any human being or their will will ever be. But Jesus is more powerful than sin. And when Jesus comes into your life and starts to do that amazing work in your life, there won't be room for sin. There will only be room for victory. There will only be room for happiness and joy and prosperity. You'll be experiencing things that you never imagined you could experience in your life. You'll see things happening in your life that you never imagined could happen. I mean, I've prayed for people multiple times and seen their lives change. And just it just amazes me how God was able to work through me for those people's lives to change. And not just other people's lives, but my own life. It's, it's amazing the work that God can do through you if you just submit to him. And it, it, it may seem like it's easier said than done. And it's true that people who give their lives over to God aren't perfect. But God already expects that. And that's why we have that mercy from him, because he knows we're not perfect. If, if God didn't love sinners, then we'd all be in trouble, because we're all sinners. Every one of us. I'm a sinner. I'm, I'm a sinner. I'm, I, I profess to be a Christian, but I also admit that I'm a sinner, and that's because I'm a human. But once you let God into your life, that temptation and that sin, you will find it is easier to abstain from that sin. To, the sin will seem like something that's on the outside rather than on the inside. It'll seem like something that is tempting you rather than something that is that you have a need for because you'll have such a desire for Jesus to do work in you, to do miracles in you, to do amazing things for you and for other people through you that those other things that you considered wants and needs before will seem irrelevant. The things that I saw as important to me before, I now look back at them and I say, how did I ever, I can't fathom how I ever viewed those things as important or as something that I just couldn't let go of. Because the things that God does for me are just so much greater than the things that I wanted for my life before. The, 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 one of the things that I, I say to God the most often is just how amazing he is because my world fell apart around me and I prospered. Let me say that again. My world fell apart around me and I prospered. I didn't have the things that I wanted anymore. I didn't have the life that I desired anymore. And yet, because I submitted to God, my life became something so much greater than it was before. And God can do that in your life. I guarantee it. God does not forsake those who seek him. And if you truly seek him, if you really give your life over to him, you don't just you don't just say, "Oh, you know, Jesus, I'm going to I'm going to let you into my heart, but I'm going to do things my way." That was where I went wrong before, and that's why I lost my interest in Christianity because it wasn't working for me because I was doing it completely wrong. That giving your heart over to Jesus doesn't just mean saying, "Okay, Jesus, your my heart is yours." It literally means giving control of your life and your desires over to him. And when he does that amazing work in you, he will he will turn your life into something that you could have never imagined. 
because that's just how amazing he is. That's just how great he is. That's just how glorious he is, is that he can take anyone and turn them into the best version of themselves. I'm, I feel like right now I'm the best version of myself. I still believe that there's plenty more for me to learn. I still believe there's plenty more that God wants to do through me. There's plenty more that he needs to teach me. I am in no way, shape, or form an expert Christian at all. I don't know if there's even such a, such a thing as an expert Christian. There are definitely people who are further along in their lives and their walks with God than I am, but I I definitely believe that I am where I need to be. I didn't expect to be living this life at all. It just all goes back to that provision that was made for me, which was for me to lose everything and end up in a place that I didn't expect to be, living a life that I didn't expect to be living, and just being so lost that I knew that I needed someone else to take control of my life, that I couldn't do it by myself anymore. Because, I mean, if I had been able to do it by myself, then none of this would have ever happened. I would have still been doing what I was doing before. But the fact is, I couldn't do it by myself. I couldn't do it for myself. I couldn't, I, I did have the desire to live my best life. And I think God saw that and he said, you know, I, I can't do anything for this guy unless unless he listens, unless I really get him to shut up and to listen for once and to realize that I can't do anything I, I can't do anything through this guy unless he lets me. So I invite you to give your heart over to God in that way, not because I want to see you go to church. Not because I want to see you say, oh, this guy, this great guy on this podcast told me about Jesus and, and he really, really helped me. I, I want to see you give your life over to God because I want to see you live your best life. That's the kind of love that Jesus has put in my heart is the desire to see everyone around me living their best life living the life that God wants them to live. An old example that I used to use a long time ago was it's like a refrigerator. The best way to fix a refrigerator is to go to the manual, to go to the, the company that made the manual and to look at the manual and to say, this is how you fix this refrigerator. If you try to fix it yourself, then there's going to be pieces everywhere. You're, you're never going to put it back together right in some way, shape, or form, you're going to come back to the source of that, the creation of that appliance, whether it be the manual, whether it be the company. And that's the only way that you're going to be able to truly fix it. I mean, maybe you might be able to put it back together. Maybe you might be able to fix the problem temporarily, but it's going to fall apart again. The greatest thing about God is that, number one, he's the creator. He created you. Number two, he has a manual. It's called the Bible. It was spoken to men of God who were open to his word, his literal word, his literal words, him speaking to them. And it still rings true today. And I wouldn't profess that if I hadn't seen many of the things that I read on a regular basis in the Bible actually come true in my life. But number three, he does you one better. When you give your life over to him, when you go to that manufacturer of life, which is God, and you pick up his manual, which is the Bible, rather than just fixing you, he gives you a new you. He gives you that new appliance, that new refrigerator. He, he gives you a renewed life. 
He gives you a new perspective. You see everything through a different lens. I'm not saying that it's all going to happen right away. Because again, we're not perfect. We will stumble. You will stumble. I will stumble. It's just the way it is because we are human beings. He plants that desire in us to live a life that is pleasing to him and a desire to resist that sin because we associate that sin with our old lives and we don't want anything to do with that old life anymore. I know I don't. I mean, I want to see you live your best life too. So I just encourage you really to just give your life over to God. And we're going to talk more about this in future podcasts, but that's that's a good place to start. I think that's that's a wonderful place to start is just giving your life over to God. Um and and picking up his word and reading it and being open to what it says. Read it and be open to what it says because it's not just a book. It's his desire. It's his will. It's his plan. It's all outlined there in that book. I mean, it's 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 like the manual for the refrigerator. It's not just some book that came with the refrigerator. It literally has the outline for how that refrigerator can can operate the best. And it's the same with the Bible. It literally has an outline there from the man himself who created us. The God himself that created us has the outline right there of how we can live our best life. It's not just good advice. In fact, it's not just advice. It's truth. It's the absolute truth. A manual is not advice. The refrigerator manual is going to say to you, replace the bulb in the back of the refrigerator so that you can see what you're doing when you open the door. That's not just advice. That's a fact. It's either you replace the bulb or you're going to be looking into a dark refrigerator. And that's the way the Bible is. It, it contains truth. And I sincerely believe that if you pray and seek God and you read the Bible and you really pay attention to what it has to say, and you really take it to heart, then you will see that change in your life. You will see how amazingly it can speak to you. If you ever have doubt about whether God is speaking back to you, you can always open up the Bible, and you can always look up something that applies to your situation with God, and it'll speak to you, because his words are forever immortalized in the Bible. So pick up a Bible. If you don't have one, contact me. I'll give you one. Heck, pray on it. Really pray on it. Really give, really, you know, I, I encourage you as a first step, just give God a chance to, to do something amazing in your life. Because every one of us has something in our lives somewhere that we would like to see change completely or improve. And a good place to start is there. Just say to God, you know, this this isn't working for me anymore. This this particular thing that I'm dealing with, it's not working for me anymore. I can't stand it anymore. I can't handle it anymore. But I'm going to give it over to you instead. I'm going to give my heart over to you. I'm going to let you take control of my life. And I really desire to see you do something in this area in my life. And... It may not come right away. It may not come in the form that you want it to. But I guarantee you, if you truly give yourself over to God, he will do something for you in that area of your life. I believe firmly in what I call push. It's some, a term that I've heard elsewhere. But it stands for pray until something happens. When 
when God comes into your life and something is happening and you start praying on it, then that trial, that issue is no longer happening in vain. God will either completely clear up that issue for you right away or he will teach you something through that issue. You will you will learn something, you will accomplish something through that issue. And it may not it may turn from being an issue to a blessing. But somehow that area of your life is going to change. It's either going to be fixed or it's going to be changed into something that 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 you didn't expect it to be before. And I, I, my, my hope for you is that these words did not go in one ear and out the other, that you will honestly give this a try, because I know personally it's worked wonderfully for me, and I truly believe that it can work wonderfully for you. Every one of you out there who are listening, and every one of you out there who are not listening, wrap your head around that. All of you are all in my prayers. God bless every single one of you, and I can't wait to talk to you again here on my podcast. Until next time, my name is Ben Brunner, and this has been Deliver Us From Pizza.